Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, which should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. It's not often we get to interview someone who is using cannabis during pregnancy. In fact, we've only done one interview on this topic, and it was with a woman who got so sick during pregnancy that she couldn't eat, uh, was losing weight, had to be hospitalized. She took cannabis every eight hours during her pregnancy, and her kids today are healthy and vibrant. And our guest today also takes cannabis, is pregnant, she takes it for Crohn's, and is joining us from Colorado to tell her story is Annette Marino. Annette, thanks very much for joining us. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Were you taking cannabis prior to getting pregnant? I was. Um, It's it's kind of a funny story. I actually think um, that cannabis helped me get pregnant as well, but I was a cannabis patient prior to getting pregnant. Fantastic. Now, tell us about your use of cannabis during pregnancy. So right now I I, um, have a a protocol that I use daily um, where I um, use a combination of edibles and FICO um, to uh, control my symptoms. Um, I probably do a a green-sized dose of FICO three times a day um, with a larger size at night. Um, I take about um, 100 to 200 milligrams of edibles um, in the morning time and in the afternoon as a just like a kind of a my daily dose. Um, and then I also utilize a, a concentrates um, to control any sudden symptoms that I have. Sometimes I, I have a nausea or cramping that comes up um, uh, depending if I if I'm eating something I shouldn't be eating, or mm-hmm. if I if I um, if I'm stressed out, sometimes um, those kinds of things will um, irritate my symptoms. So I'll I'll use concentrates as well, but I also use topicals and suppositories. Um, uh, so cannabis topicals on my stomach, um, or I'll put them in my belly button, um, and, as well as uh, suppositories to help control my my symptoms as well. If if I have a flare up. So mm. those are just some of the things that I do. How far um, along are you? I am in my ninth month. I am actually due the 26th of this month. <laughs> 26th. So we'll be posting this on the 28th. So by the 28th, you will be a mother. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, <laughs> or celebrating my birthday, uh, <laughs> giving birth. So we'll see. <laughs> is this your first uh, child? This is my second. Your second. Now, can I ask you, did you do uh, cannabis during your first pregnancy? So actually, um, with my first pregnancy, um, cannabis was not medically legal yet. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't recreationally legal um, either. Um, I, was, I had used cannabis rec- recreationally um, at the time that... Um, of my first pregnancy. Um, and at that time I wasn't very knowledgeable about cannabis. I had just used it recreationally. And mm-hmm. so when I found out I was pregnant, um, my doctor uh, knew that I had used cannabis and made me feel pretty terrible about it. So my mentality around it was completely different. Um, I actually was drug tested my entire pregnancy. 
um, and treated like a criminal. And when I gave birth in the hospital, um, I had social services actually come um, and uh, give me a whole lecture about cannabis, even though I had never, I didn't use cannabis during my pregnancy with my first one. It was just because I, they had known about prior cannabis usage that they uh, did that. So, um, but no, I had no cannabis usage during my first pregnancy. What did the doctor say to you? Um, well, <laughs> um, my doctor at the time told me that uh, my baby would, uh, could possibly have brain damage, um, that they would come out with withdrawal symptoms, um, that my child would possibly be taken away from me, and just that it was very detrimental to their health. Um, that was, that was the blank, those were the blanket statements that were just said to me, and at the time I was, I was 21. <laughs> and, uh, I just kind of a kid, and I, I in, a, in a situation where I was, surprised having a baby and and so I just kind of uh, took that to heart and really felt like I'd done something wrong actually um, back then um, but obviously have different different uh, different mentality about it now and now is your doctor aware of your cannabis use this time around um, this time around, yes. Um, I actually am working with a midwife this time, and I've decided to give a home birth. Um, and my, my midwife is aware of my cannabis usage and supportive of it. That's, uh, that's awesome. very awesome. Yeah, that's great. Do you have any fears of the whole social services scenario happening again? Um, you know, fears, no. I'm not afraid of it. Do I, do I anticipate it being a possibility? I do because... Um, I, I am aware of um, just the, the mandatory reporting that, that is required of healthcare providers, and I'm very vocal about my cannabis usage. I, I don't hide it. Um, if anybody asks me about it, I, I'm straight up honest about it. Um, but the difference for me this time around is that, that I feel very educated about my cannabis usage. Um, I am very intentional with what I'm doing, and, um, and I just... I just feel like I have the knowledge in, behind me to back up what I'm saying, and um, and I'm ready to take on that challenge if I have to cross that bridge, um, because I'm I'm totally okay with advocating what's right for me and my child. And Ned, how much cannabis have you had today? Today, um, let's see. So I started out with my first morning dose. It's getting close to the afternoon, so I probably need to do that soon. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. Um, so I've had. 100 milligrams of edibles this morning, um, and I also had my dose of um, cannabis oil. So it's been kind of a um, a small dose morning, and getting towards the afternoon where I'm going to need to take my afternoon dose here. It is about noon. Um, so that's about it. It's about uh, 100 milligrams of edibles at this time, and then just my dose of FICO. I, I asked you that because uh, I just want to sort of show listeners that you're, you're very obviously together and, you know, not blasted out of your skull or whatever. Oh, no, no. <laughs> you're completely it, able it, to function and you sound totally in quotations normal, you know. Oh, oh, totally. Um, I mean, I, I think a lot of people, when I tell them about how much cannabis I ingest to control my symptoms, they're like, how do you function? Um, and I have to say, I, I always tell people when I first started my protocol, it, it, it took me some time to adjust. It took me some time to adjust to the way that cannabis made me feel because, of course, you know, when you, when you start introducing it to your system, you are going to feel a little bit high. Um, but my body is using the medicine at this point. Um, so I don't have that high, high sensation. Exactly. I, you know, I, 
I, I'm, I'm totally able to just go about my business and go to the grocery store, take my kids to school. Um, you know, I, I work on a couple different businesses, um, you know, drive my car, just all the normal things um, that I was not doing before cannabis. Yeah, it's fascinating that people will question cannabis use in daily life, but they won't question the use of pharmaceutical drugs in daily life. Right. And and <laughs> pharmaceutical drugs uh, really wrecked havoc on, on my life prior to um, me turning to cannabis. Um, it was actually a, a really big step for me to take the plunge into cannabis Um Partially because of my experience when I was pregnant and um, just feeling like the stigma behind it. Even here in Colorado, um, there's still a little bit of stigma being a cannabis patient. Um, and, and the world that I lived in prior to becoming a patient, I did not know anyone who really was a cannabis patient. And if they did, they kept it really quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, is, this has been a big life change for me. Um, and I, I've had to um, really, um, I guess, stick to my guns because I have a lot of naysayers. And <laughs> when it comes to what I'm doing, um, like I said before, I was doing, uh, I did all sorts of pharmaceuticals. Um, I, but when, when I started, uh, when I finally got my um, diagnosis of Crohn's and we started talking about the, um, the, the options, um, you know, Humira and all sorts mm-hmm. of steroids, um, I just couldn't do it anymore. I could not take another pill. I could not. I was so overweight and couldn't, at that time, um, I, I wasn't really eating. I, I couldn't work. I was in pain all of the time. Um, I just had no quality of life. And I couldn't see me taking another painkiller. I couldn't see me taking just any more of what they were giving me. Um, and my partner at the time is a, we had just started seeing each other. Um, he's a cannabis, he's a cannabis patient for cancer. And he, um, he's actually the one that kind of convinced me <laughs> to take mm-hmm. the plunge. Um, I mean, I had seen what it, it had been doing for him. Um, but I just, I just wasn't sure if it was going to do the same for me. So it was a it was a big plunge, but I'm so glad I took it. How long have you been using cannabis? It's been two two years now. Okay, so when you started out, did you have this whole regime like you're doing now, or did you start out very slowly? I started out very slowly, um, simply because I was afraid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know how I was going to feel. Um, at the time, I had a government contract job, <laughs> so it was very, oh. very frowned upon what I was doing. Right. Um, what did you use and it first? Was a big, um, what did I use first? I used um, FICO first. It was uh, the first thing I ever used. Um, I started out just using um, just the grain size dose for it. Okay, um, so high THC. And that, um, high THC... Not so much. Um, it was a one to one. Okay, so one to one THC CBD, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just for for, for listeners' clarification, FICO, full extract cannabis oil. Yes. Or some so, people say, uh, "Fucking excellent cannabis oil." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
they so can I see did it. start out using FICO, um, and that did um, wonders to, to help control my, my symptoms. Um, but as I started learning more and I started um, researching different cannabinoids, I quickly found that CBG was a cannabinoid that really helped me with my condition. So I started looking for um, different edibles or um, topicals, concentrates that I could use to add to my regimen um, that, that would help me get more of that cannabinoid into my system. Annette, how old were you when you were diagnosed with Crohn's? Uh, I was 29 when I was diagnosed. 29. Um, yes. It'd been a couple of years, um, but mm-hmm. I'd been going through the process of trying to figure out what was wrong with me. <laughs> um, because after the birth of my son is when I started having symptoms. Um, oh, I see. Okay. But it, mm-hmm. So, um, from there, it was just kind of a process of elimination, going through the doctors, testing, 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 just trying to find answers. Yeah, I've known of several people who've had Crohn's disease, and they, uh, it's not pleasant to live with, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> um, there, there were very much days where I just didn't know how I was going to make it. I didn't know. Um, I remember one day sitting on my bed and just thinking, how am I going to make it to 65? <laughs> mm-hmm. How am I going to make it? How am I going to make it to my son's graduation? Because I don't want to, I don't want to live my life like this anymore. I can't, I was so miserable. I was in so much pain all the time that, um, it took a, it took a toll on my mental health and I just, uh, couldn't see myself continuing to live my life the way I was living it. Some, something had to give. I'm wondering, did you have any suicidal thoughts? Um, yeah, there was very much that and depression, anxiety um, that, I, that I dealt with, mm-hmm. um, which is, is hard, you know. Um, but when you're sick all the time, you just can't. You know, I got to the point where I couldn't get out of bed. Um, I'd become the butt of jokes at work because I'd missed so much work. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that that was very painful because I knew I wasn't making up what was happening to me, um, and I just but you know nobody believed that I was going through what I was going through, and you know you go home and you're you're in bed and I I can't even get out of bed to take, uh, to play with my kid, mm-hmm. you know so he's suffering too your whole quality of life suffers, um, eating's no longer fun, you know you don't even want to you don't even want to eat because <laughs> it just hurts to eat. So, um, you know, when I think about all those things, it, it kind of, sorry, it makes me a little bit emotional because it was it was hard to live through that. Um, and looking back at that time in my life and how miserable and how sad I was and, um, you know, thinking to where I am now and how much my quality of life has improved and, you know, just being able to live and uh you know, get out of bed and do the dishes, you know, or um, just do simple things, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's really amazing. It's really changed my life and, you know. No, I think you're doing really, uh, you're doing really well. I realize it can be emotional for you because of what you've gone through. And, uh, but the fantastic thing is that uh, you are, would you say you're on the road to good health or you are healthy now? 
I would say um, that I am still on the road to good health. Um, I, um, I think that, um, well, I, being pregnant has been a little bit difficult. <laughs> um, I wouldn't you know, know you, but you, I, I, <laughs> I'll give that. That's a given. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's definitely, it's, it's kind of um, being nine months pregnant now with all the normal aches of pains and pregnancy. I'm like, okay, is this Crohn's or is this pregnancy? But it's mostly pregnancy. Um, I would say um, I don't know how I would have gotten through this pregnancy with, without it. Um, I did struggle at first um, with a lot of nausea and a lot of vomiting um, when I first got um, pregnant. Um, and I just think that was just because of all the, cha- the changes with my body um, and then trying to control my Crohn's symptoms, uh, my Crohn's symptoms on top of that mm-hmm. was just very difficult. But um, without the cannabis, um, I, I don't know how I would have uh, gotten through. Um, now, the, the one thing I, I do want to stress is I'm not a smoker. I'm not a big smoker. Um, I don't smoke flour um, hardly ever. Um, I do use concentrates, um, but that's pretty much like for if I need immediate relief. Um, and they're all concentrates, so they're high in CBG. Um, but yeah, smoking is not really part of my, it's not part of anything that I do. Um, I know a lot of people are concerned about, um, you know, the, uh, you know, how that affects the baby and that kind of thing. Um, I mean, in my opinion, uh, I would be more concerned about using a tobacco wrap than smoking cannabis while you're pregnant. So, <laughs> well, it's, um, your comments are very interesting because last night I was looking up pregnancy and cannabis, and in the Center for Disease Control in the U.S. and also the federal government here in Canada, they both quote um, the dangers, I don't want to use that term, but the the downside of of cannabis and pregnancy, but there's always a qualifying word. It said, may cause such and such, may cause Mm -hmm. such and such. There's nothing uh, definitive about it. And the interesting thing is that both in the United States and Canada, they use the same studies as references. And uh, the woman that I mentioned in the introduction that we We interviewed, um, I think it's episode 149, that uh, uh, Olivia that we talked to who took cannabis during her pregnancy every eight hours, and her kids are fine. I mean, she was in a situation Mm -hmm. where she was uh, losing weight, she couldn't eat or drink, and she was hospitalized. And uh, cannabis is the result of her having healthy children. Yeah. And uh, I think you're in the same situation. You have Crohn's disease. You're pregnant. Uh, you have to deal with your Crohn's disease, and uh, the health of your child is paramount. And there is no, no uh, clinical evidence that cannabis is going to harm your child. And right. if I can just back up one thing about uh, these studies in Canada and the United States with, where they reference the same study, it's always about smoking cannabis. Mm-hmm. Not ingesting. Mm-hmm. Not, ingesting. Not ingesting. Yeah. And, or, and, or, or any other use for that matter. Right. Um, just for, for listeners who don't know, there's actually cannabinoids in mother's milk. So mm-hmm. if we weren't meant to have it, why are there cannabinoids in mother's milk? 
the the biggest thing that I come up against um, is just people telling me, well, what do you think that's going to do to your baby? Like it's it's helping you, but what is it going to do to your baby? Your baby's going to come out and have withdrawals, no. and I, <laughs> that makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> um, because yes, my body will produce its own cannabinoids for my child. Um, so you know, the the thought of my child coming out and having a reaction as if they were you know hooked to hooked on some sort of drug. You know, like if, mm-hmm. I, if I had been taking meth or I don't know, just uh, whatever. You know, um, that that my child is going to somehow um, be stressed out from that. And I just, I just think that's ridiculous. That's just people that haven't done their research. Research, yeah. Annette, are do you taking any pharmaceuticals at all? I am not taking any pharmaceuticals that's at all. That's incredible. With with Crohn's, that's amazing that you're able to do that. It, it is, um, uh, it is a big thing. Um, I mean, I am, I am a part on on Facebook. Um, I've joined a couple different uh, support groups for people with uh, Crohn's, and I see these women going through just awful things with their medication, surgery, hospitalization. And I just, uh, I think my lucky stars, I live where I do and I can do what I do um, because that could be my life. And And it's not. And what's a a typical day look like for you as far as um, your regime? um, Just, well, um, I mean, usually I I wake up pretty early in the morning um, because I do start having symptoms relatively early, probably about three or four in the morning. Um, I'll get up and I'll take a dose, usually have a little bit of a snack, go back to bed, um, wake up, get my kiddo ready for school. When he's getting ready for school, I'm usually popping my gummies and, you know, getting getting things ready for him to go. If I have to, you know, take a couple jabs because I'm, because I'm nauseous or something in the morning, I'll do that, take him to school, come back, um, get my day started. Um, and usually I'm just going about my business. It's It's, it's pretty much a... It's kind of, if, you know, like if you were just grabbing something out of the medicine cabinet, doing it really quick, and then moving on with your life. <laughs> so it's, it, it kind of just slips in throughout my day. I'll just, you know, grab my edibles or whatever it is that I'm taking um, and just grab them and go as I'm just kind of going about my day. Usually um, I could be out running around doing all sorts of errands, but it's, I'm constantly on the go, go, go. So uh, my regimen is just like really quick, just grab this and, and take it real quick and go. Yeah, so, I was just trying to get a sense of how much you use, et cetera. Yeah. Um, you know, I there's <laughs> my biggest thing is um trying to make sure that I'm I'm taking them at like the, the, the right time every day is is kind of my downfall, what I struggle with with my protocol. Um, <laughs> and that's the, that's probably one of the reasons why I still have issues with symptoms is because, um, I start feeling so good that I forget to, to medicate and then I'm in trouble later because I'm like, oh yeah, you didn't medicate. You should probably go do that. Um, so I, I guess the cannabis works a little bit too well for me <laughs> because I tend to forget I'm sick sometimes. Um, and then, and then it's just, uh, you know, a matter of, well, we got to kind of, um, get 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 dosed back up so we're not feeling so bad but um do you know what Annette, just throughout the day <laughs> your baby's not going to come out crying it's gonna, going to come out laughing <laughs> i hope so <laughs> um i had a really happy baby the first time around so i'm, I'm hoping to have another really happy baby um <laughs> so i'm just really excited 
Yeah, you're in a kind of an interesting dilemma where you have Crohn's and you don't know whether it's pregnancy issues you're dealing with or Crohn's disease. So you, you've, mm -hmm. you're, in, you're in a bit of a balancing act, aren't you? It is. Sometimes, uh, you know, um, it's, well, usually when I have my Crohn's symptoms, it's, it's uh, I, I'm pretty used to them now so I can recognize them. But every once in a while, it's like, okay, is this this a baby or is this my tummy? I can't tell. Um, just, we're, just cause we're getting to that point. <laughs> so is it, yeah. so this is your second child is, are you going to have more? No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, this was a, this was a, a surprise baby. Um, actually I um, was suffering from PCOS and infertility prior to utilizing cannabis. Mm -hmm. Well, and, we had a woman uh, who, who couldn't get pregnant and, uh, we interviewed her, and uh, the couple actually broke up because he wanted wow. to be a dad. And it was the day afterwards that she found out she was pregnant. Oh wow! Now, so now good. they've now they've got two children. <laughs> yeah, we were not um, we were not planning on any more babies. Um, I really believe I was not going to have any more babies, but it wasn't possible. My doctor had told me before, forget it unless you do in vitro or something like that. It's not going to mm -hmm. happen. And surprise, we have a baby on the way now. So um, thanks, cannabis. Yeah, that's great. Now, you said that uh, at one time you were overweight. I was. Did you, was. did you lose the weight as a result of using cannabis or is just a normal process of dealing with Crohn's? Um, I, I believe that part of it was I did start losing weight um, when my Crohn's disease were, was at its worst. Um, that did start because of vomiting, and not being able to eat and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I really started losing the weight, um, after, after I started using cannabis, um, because I did a whole lifestyle change too. So I completely changed the way I was eating. Um, you know, I didn't do any fancy diets or anything like that. I just started shopping for things that were organic, trying not to eat processed foods, not going out to eat, um, monitoring my sugars, my salts. Uh, that kind of thing um, and just trying to figure out like what I could eat without hurting myself um, and mm -hmm. it, it just seems like what Crohn's um, there's all sorts of diets that they recommend to you eat this don't eat that um, and for me it was like forget it I will just process of elimination figure this out what is okay for my body what works for my body um, and so I pretty much know what I can and can't have now and then, um, and then I just started going outside <laughs> um, and being active. I, um, I had a very sedentary lifestyle before um, because I was a driver. Um, mm -hmm. So I changed, I changed my uh, career. I, I quit my job and I joined the cannabis industry. And um, <laughs> that way I could have um, access to my medicine without worrying for my livelihood. Um, and, then, uh, and then I started hiking. Uh, mm -hmm. Since we live in beautiful Colorado and there's so many wonderful spaces that they can go out to for free, um, I just started hiking. And you feel so, great now. And I feel great. <laughs> um, I feel the best I've felt um, since I probably I gave birth the first time. Um, I haven't been in this good of shape in in that many years, and um, I'm very optimistic towards my future. I, uh, I mean, before I was looking at I don't know how I'm going to make it to 65, and now I'm now I'm just like, wow, like <laughs> I I just don't know. Like there's the the, the future is limitless at this point for me.
Is there this? This may sound like a stupid question, but uh, Corey, do you know if people have actually? I think we've interviewed people have cured uh, or cleared, eradicated Crohn's as a result of cannabis. I think we have. Didn't we talk to a yeah. couple of people who actually have done that? I, I think, think so. We have, yeah, I, back in the day, yeah. I have heard. I have heard of people who. Um, say that either they're Crohn's in remission or they're completely cured of it. Um, For me, I want to believe that. (laughs) I definitely want to believe it. Um, You know, it's, it's when you, when people start talking about autoimmune diseases and that's not something that goes away and we can't cure an autoimmune disease. And, and for me, it's like, why, why take away my hope? (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to take away my hope. Don't take away, you know, I won't take away yours. Don't take away mine. Um, I believe that there, there, there could be a cure out there. You know, there could be something, you know, I, I believe that, you know, um, I may be able to put myself into remission. I haven't quite been able to do that just yet, but, um, at the same time, uh, like I said, (laughs) there are times where I forget to continue my protocol and, and be, you know, on it. And my, my partner gives me a hard time. He's, He's like, you could be cured by now if you would just stay on it. And I'm like, I know, I just forget. So, <laughs> but yeah, that is a goal. Hopefully, um, I know we were trying to do the gram a day um, with the FICO for a while. And it's just, it can be really hard to do that. Um, mm-hmm. just, and that's you know, just a guideline. It's just a guideline. Yeah. Yeah. Annette, this so, is fantastic. Uh, we appreciate yeah. you sharing your story with people about uh, your Crohn's and pregnancy. And we're going to post this on January 28th. And you're due on January 26th. So send us a notice as soon as you have a okay, baby. Okay, I will. Yeah, let us know. We'll yeah. Do. Okay, fantastic. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Annette. Thank you, Annette. Thank you to our producer, Ron Zahar, and Mark in Belgium, who posts our podcasts on YouTube. And once again, we'd like to ask you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And also on the other platforms, we have uh, iTunes, Spotify, write us a review so uh, we can kind of move up in the rankings, Corey. We'll want to move up. Moving on up. Moving on up. And also, if you'd like to make a donation to Cannabis Health Radio, you can do that. You can make a one-time donation or you can make a monthly donation on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And if everyone who listened donated $5 a month, we wouldn't have to ask for donations anymore. And we would so appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your cannabis business podcast, The Talking Hedge, and newest member 
on PodCon X. So come on over and check out the Talking Hedge. We talk about business news, interviews, investments, events, all that stuff. So come nerd out with me over at the Talking Hedge. You can find me at the Talking Hedge podcast.com or on all your favorite podcast platforms don't forget to like share and subscribe or don't and i'm out